Uh, if you guys can turn to your Bibles, Acts chapter 9, and we're going to be reading 1 through 17. Before I do, I do want to thank each and every one of you guys. Uh, it's no, I don't think it's a secret. I wasn't planning on coming home this winter break. I was actually going to stay and work. Uh, I was behind, and um, you guys took up an offering, and that was a big sum that you guys took up, and it really helped me out a lot. I was able to come back and I thank you guys, and you don't know how much that uh, that meant to me, and I want to thank you guys. And then um, just so many things that God has shown me throughout my college career. Two more semesters, and I'll be done, and and I'm ready for uh, ready to be done. But then I still got two more semesters, so um, a big blessing that happened uh, throughout the year of 2016. And then we'll go ahead and get started. Um, is my dad getting saved? That was a big blessing to me. I remember um, I was in junior church when I got the call, so I couldn't answer it. I put my um, I put my ringer on and um, just let it let it go. But I got the voicemail, and I had a feeling I knew what it was about, but I didn't want to like jinx it. So I re- <laughs> I went through. I um, after I got out, I was walking with one of my bus kids, and we um, I listened to the voicemail while we were walking, and my dad said he got saved, and I jumped honestly of joy, and it was one of the a lot of people were praying for and uh I just tremendous blessing. Um if you guys can do me a favor, we're going to be reading Acts 9 1 through 17. If you guys can read along with me on verse 3, 4 and number 17. And um it's that um starting in verse 1 and saw yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of, of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he, said unto, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It, mm, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what to, uh, thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they, um, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard my many of this man, how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath the authority from the chief priests to bind all from the to bind all that all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the child, children of Israel, for I will show him 
how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And if you could read along in verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, had set me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's pray and then we'll get to the message. Uh, dear Jesus, I thank you for the day you've given us, Lord. Thank you for the new year, Lord. And Lord, there's just so much that I like to say, and I just pray that you give me the right words to say, Lord. Um, may I may um, I speak, and may you use me in your name. I pray. Amen. I'm gonna go ahead and find it. Transfer over to the handheld. Um, so we have. Um, if I was to give, perhaps five books of the Bible that I like to read or I, that I love, it'd be a little hard. But I know on the three, uh, top three would be Proverbs because of how much wisdom it gives me. The second would definitely be First Timothy because of the principles that I can learn from that. And Acts would definitely be the third book that I love. Uh, the reason being that Acts is one of my favorite books is because in this is after Jesus Christ has died, he He's dead now. He just died not too long ago. He's or rose from the dead not too long ago. But he's gone from the he's gone from the earth. His physical body's gone from the earth. But yet you have these preachers who are on fire and who are just going out there and just preaching his word. And and it just throughout all of Acts you just see so many great things that happen with the day of Pentecost, where three thousand men get saved, and then you have Stephen who who gets stoned and for his love with Christ, and then you have the church being established, and then you have deacon, uh, learning about deacons, but um, then we have the story of Saul. Saul's a, a man who persecuted Christians. He, he killed them just for the fun of it. He's a Pharisee. He didn't like to hear that Jesus Christ was actually the Messiah, was actually one of the chosen ones, so he kills anyone he hears. Here he, in this story that I just read, you have Saul, who's who's there, and he wants to go to Damascus to kill more Christians, and he gets it approved. So he's going to Damascus. He's on the road to Damascus, and in there, in there, he has an encounter. This is what I would call perhaps the greatest encounter of his life. This is an encounter with Christ, and this encounter with Christ completely changed Saul's life, and it's, a, it's an encounter that, that each and every one of us should look for. I titled this message, I don't usually give the name of my titles, but I will let you know what I titled this message. I titled this message, Will 2017 Be the Year You Encounter Christ? Because Christ needs to be encountered in each one of our lives. You see, before I um, go any further, you might say that, you know, I, I already encountered Christ and, you know, I'm still following. That's great. My, my warning, my plea to you is, please guard that, protect, guard that, protect it, because I'm a Bible college student, and I know it's easy to backslide. And once you backslide once, it's hard to get back to the jits of it. But please guard that. The second thing um, is continue to grow your spiritual walk. I know you say you encountered Christ. That's great. Continue to grow in that. And then the second thing you might be saying yeah, I've encountered Christ before, but then I lost that encounter. I lost the vision of that encounter. My, my plea to you is that you would listen to this message 
and that you would come back and encounter Christ once more and not forget about it this time. So we're going to look at we're going to look at four things that happened once Christ was encountered in Saul's life. And um, I don't plan on being long. I'm a very short-winded preacher, but um, I hope I can encourage each and every one of you. So we have the first point I would like to, uh, the, first, the first thing that we see here is Saul gets saved. And uh, we read in verse 17, and Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in thy way as thou camest, have set me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So he gets saved in this, in this encounter with Christ, leads him to getting saved, and Ananias meets with him, and he gets that Holy Spirit power. And I, I'm, I see the crowd here. It's our normal Sunday night crowd, a bigger crowd than I'm used to. Um, but it's, um, we see that Christ, or that Paul, gets saved in this passage. And let me ask you or plead with you that if you don't know that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven, please, please, please come to one of us and get that settled today. You know, it's the biggest thing you can do in life. Why don't you make 2017 before anything else? Why don't you meet with Christ and get saved and know that you'd go to heaven when you die? Please do not let that go by. You might say, well, I got till tomorrow. You don't know what can happen between now and tomorrow. Please, my first plea to you is, if you're not saved, make sure you get that settled today. You see, he gets saved, and, and then he's changed forever. And you'll see that he, in his life, he legit sets the world on fire. He sets the world upside down for Christ. You see people getting saved because of him. You see miracles happening. He casts out demons. But before all of that happens, he gets saved. So we see point number two. We see he got saved. The next thing is he becomes a soul winner. So the second thing in this process is he becomes a soul winner. He starts going out to the world and he starts, um, he starts knocking on doors. And uh, I don't know if there were doors back then, but he starts going to tents or whatever he did. And he starts, he starts winning people to Christ. And uh, I want you to turn to Acts verse 13. And we're going to read verse 6 to 12. Acts chapter 13, verse 6 to 12. And when they had... Oh, let me let you guys get there first. <laughs> and when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bargeus, Bargesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from, from the faith. Then Saul, who, is also, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of, and said, o full of all subsidy and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, Wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there um, there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking, seeking some to lead him by the hand. 
Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being as astonished as the doctrine of the Lord. So we see that. And this is just one of the many stories. But this is Saul who leads this man to Christ. And you see, as you continue on through the book of Acts, you'll see him get that jail, the jailer saved. You'll see him go through different countries and you'll see stories, story after story after story of Saul winning people to Christ. And I challenge you on my next point. Are you a soul winner? Will you go out and exceed the amounts of souls that you won this year? Will that be exceeded this coming year in 2017? Will you, look, the world's not going to do it. We're going to have to do it. Will you guys go soul winning? Will you guys let, guys let your coworkers know, your schoolmates know? Will you guys let your family know, hey, you have a key to your family that none of us have. You lead them to the Lord. Will you guys let your friends know? Again, when it comes to friends, they don't want to talk to a church person, but they'll talk to you. Will you let them know? Let me tell you something. Saul had a, a fervent love for souls, and he wanted to see people get saved. My question is, do you guys want to see people get saved? My next point, point number three is, uh, if we read Acts 16, 1 through 5, I'm going to turn there as well. Then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Econium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as, that, as they went through the, the cities, they delivered them the decrees for, for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were their churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. So we see that the third thing that Paul did was he starts discipling people. So he, he's, he gets saved. He starts soul winning. And he starts br- uh, bringing people under his wings and teaching them. The, the doctrines that need to be taught. He starts teaching them how to build churches, and he starts teaching them. So if Paul was a teacher, a, a disciple, a mentor, we should be disciples and mentors too. There are so many people that once they get saved, that's it. They don't know what to do next. They might go to church, but they, they don't know the doctrines that, that we know. They don't know, the, they don't know what we are taught. So we need to go out there, and we need to take initiative, and we need to disciple them ourselves. You know, some people are way too busy Sunday nights and Wednesday nights to come. So what we need to do is we need to find out the time they're available, and we need to make sure that we disciple them and teach them, hey, you got saved? This is what we need to do next. You need to learn about why, why we believe what we believe, why we believe that the King James Version is the right version, why we believe that... There's a tr- the Trinity. Why do we believe what we believe? We need to know. We need to make sure we know that, and we need to make sure we disciple and teach people that. Because you'll see the world become on fire when they know what they believe. You see, when people question what they question what we believe, they, there's no way they can explain it. They'll get a question from someone who want, who's interested, and they'll be like, "I don't know." But when you know what you believe, and you can tell someone right away. Not only will they have confidence, they'll want to tell other people too. So we ought to disciple people. 
Um, I have a guy, a kid on my bus route, not a kid anymore, he's an adult. Um, he stopped coming for a while. Uh, Zach, you might know the guy, Danny Brito. He, start, um, he stopped coming for a really long time. Uh, well, he made a connection with me uh, the first week of school, and he, he was, he, he's very lost. He didn't know what to do with his life. But he called, and he asked me if, I would be, uh, if he could write me down as a job reference. Me, being the sly person I am, said, yeah, but you have to come to church next week. <laughs> so he comes to church. He's only missed church twice this, um, since the school year. He's only missed church twice. And he is growing like crazy, and I've been working with him ever since school started. And he's getting, he's learning, he's reading his Bible now, he's praying, and he just wants to, he told me before I left off, uh, before he went off to Mexico for a few weeks, he told me that he wants to attend Hiles Anderson College. Now, before he goes there, I want to make sure he knows what he's getting himself into, because it's hard. And I want to make sure that he knows the doctrines and he, he knows what he believes because I want to make sure that the people I teach and the people that are with me know that I believe, I know what I believe and I know that God, that God's right in everything. Next point, and I'm almost done here, is uh, if we turn to Acts 16, verse 16 through 18, that's right there. And, um, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of the same hour. And then uh, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. So, hold up here. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his, uh, out of his, hold up. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled out. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he gets saved. So we see that the next thing that happens here with Paul is he learns to pray with faith. When, when Paul came out of praying some situation happens where his faith is put to the test and he just he knows what to do he prays and he believes that God's going to come through and I want to let you know that when you pray with faith God will come through let me um give you an illustration there it was fall of 2015 um and it just seemed like we were going for a big day on our route we wanted our our goal was 120 so Naturally, the first couple weeks are to build towards that big day. So uh, my bus captain at the time, Brian Lopez, he told us that each day we're going to meet in his room at night and pray. That would be Monday through Saturday. Sunday we took the night off. But Monday through Saturday we were going to come to his room and pray. And sometimes Brian North would come wake us up and, and make us in the middle of the night walk through the woods. And we were praying like crazy. But we, we were seeing so many different things happen in that program, not only with the 
riders or with the visitors coming, but with the workers too. Three of the workers, including myself, got saved that program. And on top of that, we, we hit our goal of 130, we hit our goal with 136. So I saw that prayer is definitely something that we ought to do every day and we ought to do with faith. Faith and prayer go together. We need to make sure we're praying with faith. When you pray with faith and when you pray for others with faith and you hear that that, you hear that, that prayer gets answered, it's the greatest thing in the world. You can't substitute it. Even, even materialistic items, you don't, it's just something that you can't replace. And then finally here, um, it's, uh, we're going to go through Acts 16, 6 through 11, and then I'll be done. Um, but mm-mm, 6 through 11. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word of Asia in Asia, after they were come to Messiah, they, uh, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, um, they, passing by Messiah, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, surely gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia and the next day to Neapolis. So the last thing here... And then I'll conclude. But the last point here, we see that Paul gets saved here. Paul gets saved. Paul becomes a soul winner. Paul starts discipling. And Paul learns to pray with faith. And the last thing here is he doesn't limit himself. The last point is Paul continues going. You know, when... When God says, no, you're not going to Asia, and no, I'm not going to let you go over to your next city. I want you to keep going to Macedonia. Paul could have just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm just, you know, I, I've been doing things your way for so long, and I want to do it. But he says, you know what? If, if you're going to call me, I'm going to go and preach there. He says, I'm not going to limit myself. I'm going to give my all to whatever you call me to do, Lord. And I say, and I say to you, guys, please. Don't limit yourself at Northeast Baptist Church. Give your all to, your, to these ministries. Um, there's so many ministries that throughout the last couple of days I've been here, I just want to encourage you guys, think of some ministries in 2017 that you can be a part of this year. Think of the bus ministry, which only has about 6 to 10 workers, running about 75 to 80 a week. Think about the Spanish ministry, which only has about 10 to 12 you say, what can I do with the Spanish ministry? Just learn the, learn the gospel in Spanish and start preaching there. Start from there. But get that going. Don't stop. Even the PA system, when Brother Rob's not asleep, he needs to sit by his wife once in a while. <laughs> but in all, in all kidding aside, though, find a ministry. Get involved and start loving the people in that ministry. Don't limit yourself. Give your all in every ministry that you possibly can. And then um, I just want to conclude. Um, when, when Paul encountered Christ, his life was changed. Will you guys in 2017 make a change in someone else's life and, make, and let God make a change in your life? I'm going to hand it over to Pastor and he'll take it from here.